Hello, everybody. Welcome to Vineyard Community Church. We're very glad you're with us. As we uh, are moving into Christmas season, we thought we would take a couple of weekends and really talk about what Christmas is all about, and what it looks like, and why we celebrate, and what the lights are up for, and all that sort of stuff. And um, I like this time of year. Christmas is, is one of my favorite times of year. Um, it always has been. I like the Charlie Brown special. It's my favorite. And uh, I tell people that every year. I have the little Charlie Brown tree um, in my office, but I keep it up all year, so it's because <laughs> I like it. And I have now little, because I've said this, I have little, I have like every little Charlie Brown thing you can imagine because people have bought them for me over the years. And, uh, but I, I, I like Christmas. I, I like um, you know, it stirs up memories, I think, that are, for most people, fond memories. I know for some, not, not, not all. Um, as much as I enjoy Christmas, I know there's people that struggle through it, um, and I get that. Um, but, you know, the, the heart of it and what it's all about is something that we can all rejoice over, and it's what I want to talk about today, what Christmas is, is really all about and, and why we celebrate, and never forgetting any of that in the midst of, you know, the busyness and the and the consumerism and, you know, people getting run over on Black Friday specials and all the other crazy stuff that happens building up to the holiday. Um, but there's a reason behind it and why we celebrate, and I do want to talk about that. That's the intro. Transition, there's always a bad joke or two at this point in time. Trying to find some seasonal bad humor. What do you call an obnoxious reindeer? Rudolph. What do you call a blind reindeer? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. I like it. Luke chapter 2. Verses 8 through 11. Luke 2 has really got the, the neatest part of the Christmas story. We'll do some of it this week and some next and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, and he is Christ the Lord. A Savior has been born to you, and he is Christ the Lord. Um, so, you know, as we sort of think about that, I, I know you've, if you've been around at all, you've probably read that part of the Christmas story. You've heard it um, over and over and over again. But uh, I think sometimes when we hear something a lot, we, we don't really think about the impact of the verse and what it's saying. Um, uh, that when it says today, you need to know it was a very real day in time, in history. It was a real day. For unto you is born this day, a day in history, not some mythological day, not some imaginary story, but it was a day, and in this point in history, Caesar Augustus was the emperor of Rome, Quirinius was the governor of Syria. It was a very real day. This is a very real event. This happened on a certain day in point in history, a couple thousand years ago, this day arrived on this day, and it was also a very real city. I like to think about that too. So it was an actual day in an actual place, the city of David. Um, it was a city. It wasn't in Narnia. It wasn't in Middle Earth. It wasn't in a galaxy far, far away. 
It was in a real city, a city that exists today, a city known as Bethlehem. Bethlehem's about six miles from Jerusalem. It's still there. It's a very real city. So on a very real day in history, in a very real city, Jesus came, and he was born, and he was and is a real Savior, Christ, the Lord. So you have a very real day, and you have a very real city, and you need to know you have a very real Savior entering the scene. This is Jesus Christ, the Lord. Now, why did he come? Why did he enter the scene? Because really, that's what Christmas means, is is that Jesus came. That's what we celebrate. That's the whole deal. Jesus arrived on the scenes, on the scene. And there's a lot of reasons that he did that. I just want to talk about three today. I think that's enough to think about. So point number one in your notes, um, Jesus came as a ransom for many. He came as a ransom for many. Mark 10, 45 says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, that's an interesting thought, an interesting word. Um, why do we need a ransom paid for us? And the reason that that is necessary is that we are um, in slavery to sin. And our sin has caused us to be alienated from a holy God. And so when Jesus comes and enters the scene and then ultimately gives his life on the cross, that's the Easter story, and defeats death and rises again, um, his life is a ransom and our slave masters, which are sin and death and the evil one, they have to give up their claim on us. And as a result then, we can be adopted into the family of God. This is the big dynamic, um, cosmic, amazing thing that's taking place in Jesus arriving on the scene. Galatians 4, 4 and 5 says, But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem or ransom those under the law that we might receive the full rights of sons. So at the right time, on a specific day in a very real city, Jesus, God, fully God, fully man, God's son, born of a woman, born under law, came to ransom us um, that we might become the children of God. And so um, this ransom that he's come to pay frees us so that we can become part of God's family. And, and so God pays a ransom for us and redeems us out of slavery into the Father's house. Now, to do that, God's Son um, had to become a human being so that he could suffer and die in our place in order to pay the ransom, a, a sacrifice that was going to be sufficient to cover all sin for all time needed to be paid. And God is making and made a way for us in Christ. And that's really the meaning of Christmas. Hebrews 2.14 Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil. So Jesus comes, fully God, fully man. He takes on human flesh so that he could live and die and pay the ransom that was required to free us from the power of death. So that's all happening at Christmas. That's a big dynamic in the Christmas story. See, we've all sinned. And, and as a result, we're slaves to sin, and we can't free ourselves in our own strength. We can't pay it off in our own. There's no way for us to do that. We can't, we can't work it off. We can't do anything for it. So God made a way, and that God came, um, fully man, fully God. Jesus enters the scene at Christmas. It's why we celebrate Christmas. Jesus comes, and then he lives his perfect life among us. 
and, and then willingly goes to the cross, defeats death. He dies, defeats death, and rises again so that we have now redemption. We have a way back to the Father in Christ. But this is the big heart and, and the big part of Christmas that's going on. Now, so he came to serve as a ransom, to pay a ransom. He came, Jesus also, point two, to call sinners to repentance. To call sinners to repentance. Luke 5, 31 and 32, Jesus answered them, It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So he came to call sinners to repentance. First, though, he had to come and pay the ransom, which he's gonna, which he took care of at the cross. And, and then, um, then he can call sinners to repentance. So, so he was taking care of the way back. And then, so he takes care of everything needs to happen. Our only part in this is responding to the call to repentance. That's our part. The gift is done. He's already done all the work. Um, he's made the only way possible back. And our whole, our whole part of that is that we respond. We receive this amazing gift that's been given on our behalf um, in Christ. And, and uh, we, we are to repent um, in the process. And, and that idea of repentance is that we, we turn from the things that we were doing and we turn towards God. And we, we, um, we come and admit, you know, in our brokenness that we're sinners and, and that we need a Savior. And that's Jesus. But this is all part of the process. So he came to call sinners repentant. I like that, you know, that verse says he didn't come to call the healthy but the, but the sick. Um, and, and the reality is though all of us have sinned. So, so we needed a Savior. Some people struggle with that whole concept. Um, they, I, I, in my discussions many times with people, they'll say, well, I'm a good person. And I say, it's, it's, I have no doubt that you're a good person. But you've still sinned, and you only have to sin once. Um, and you've, everybody's done that. There's uh, nobody that hasn't, except for Jesus, nobody has ever lived that hasn't. And that sin caused separation uh, from a perfect and holy God. And we needed a way back, and we can't get there. So that's, that's why the Christmas story is so important. In our own strength, we can't get back there. No matter how hard you try. You can't do it in your own strength. You never could. And so we're stuck. And we're, we're actually stuck in sin. We're slaves to it. We have no hope. Our, 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 our own abilities to ever change are so limited and narrow that they don't work. And, and in Christ, though, see, in, empowered by the Holy Spirit, we can begin to see changes happen in our lives. We're no longer in slavery to sin. We might still sin. Um, in fact, we do, but that's by choice now, not because we don't have an option. So we're, we're in Christ now, set free from sin. So um, Jesus came, he pays his ransom, and then he calls sinners to repentance. He said, look, there's a way back, and you need to be reconciled to God. That's another big part of what Christmas is all about, that, that he came to call sinners to repentance and, and so that's every single one of us um, and that's the way that works I hope that's uh, I'm sure with this group everybody gets that uh, it may not be exactly that way tomorrow <laughs> so we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes third um, he came to give us eternal life he came to give us eternal life John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Christmas really means that God sent his son so that we could believe and have eternal life. It's a now and forever life with him. And, and this is the best deal in the universe. There's nothing else 
that even comes close. There's nothing else. This is absolutely the best thing going. And it's a, a, a reconciliation to God, a restoration to God, a, a coming back to God because we were separated from him by our sin and we couldn't get back there. And so that's why we needed Christmas to happen. I think that's why it's such a big deal. I know a lot of people, you know, they, they keep trying to lose the message and they keep trying to make it so it's politically correct and it doesn't offend anybody and, you know, instead of Merry Christmas, they want to go Happy Holidays and, and you know, all this stuff comes up. But at the heart of what it's all about and why it's been such a big deal for so long and why it continues to be and, and why, I, 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 it's funny, even sometimes you flipping through the TV, I don't watch much, but I do, and I see all these sort of secular stars singing Christmas songs about Jesus and I'm like yes and people listening to him and then yes because there's something in there and I'm so I'm always have such um, hope with that is that that's that you know that God is using the, the event even though it's been you know it keeps trying to get twisted to touch people and to change people and to get them into the into the understanding of what this is all about and why it's such a big deal and you know why we put up lights and all the stuff that we do it's it's a it's to celebrate the most amazing thing that's happened. Jesus came. The, the, uh, you know, we're in, in our Bible Institute. We're studying through the entire Bible right now. And it's all about Jesus. It really is. Old Testament, New Testament. It's all about the person of Jesus and what he's going to do and how he's going to do it. And Christmas is a big part of it. He arrives on the scene. He breaks into history. In the most humble way, he comes. You know, he, he, when he comes next time, it's on a white horse, and it's going to make a, everybody's going to notice. Uh, it, won't be, it won't be quietly in a manger. Um, but the first time he comes, he comes as a lamb, quietly, and he comes the, into the world the same way all of us have, he, you know, through, through the, uh, you know, through, from the womb. He comes in the way we have, uh, and, and uh, he experiences fully life the way we do from beginning. Uh, and and all, all the experiences, it says, you know, he was tempted as we are, yet never sinned. He gets what it is to be us. And he lived this amazing life, short, really, 30-some years, uh, and, and, uh, and yet changed the world because of who he was. Changed it forever. Changed, split time, in effect, from what was going... I mean, that's how we've reconciled time. Now, even now, that's trying to be politically correct, and they're changing it so it's common era and before the common era. Um, but but we, know what it, we know what split time. They can do whatever. They can say whatever they want. But Jesus splits time. And, and we've reconciled time because of this event for 2,000 years. And we still do. We know what it's all about. And, and it, so it's the magnitude of the event that I want you to think about this Christmas. And what an amazing gift it is. Everlasting life. For those who respond to the call to repent. Because the ransom's been paid and now we have a way back to the Father through the Son. And that's the heart of Christmas. That's, the, that's sort of the, the, the foundation of what this is all about. And so, I, you know, I'm, I'm, my, my constant prayer is that if you're here, you've certainly figured that out and you've, you've responded to the call to repent and you've at some point made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life in prayer through, through humility and faith and, and now you're, you know, you're doing all you can to live by doing the next right thing and to follow him. None of us doing it perfect, but we're doing it. And that, that this time of year when, when we, we enter the season and we always are celebrating Jesus, but there's just something about it. The world joins in at this point, which is so cool. And uh, um, we get to be a part of that. And I, I hope you'll hold it you know, close to your heart and enjoy it and, and not rush through it and not, 
um, I think sometimes we can just make it a big to-do list and miss it. And don't make it a big to-do list. Don't, don't just let it be, oh, I got, before Christmas, I got to do this, and I got this, and I got to do this, and all the presents got to be wrapped, and they got to be bought, and then they got to be paid for, and then there's this thing, and there's that thing, and there's this, and there's that, and there's this. And all of a sudden, you've, 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 you're you getting your list done, but you're not. So enjoy this season. Remember what it's really all about. And, and uh, let's honor him with it every day in some way with all that he's done and that he's made a way back for us. So next week, we're going to pick up the story from there and the same verses. And, and it says that um, next week, what I want to look at is that, that um, we're going to talk about the peace of God and that, that this, this whole thing brings us peace. And we'll talk about what peace really looks like and what that means as one of the, the neat blessings of Christmas. But remember that for now. You know, he came um, to pay a ransom for us on a very real day in a very real city a very real Savior arrived, who's Christ the Lord. And he's made a way for us to have eternal life with him now and forever. And that's at the heart of the message of Christmas. And that's enough for today. So uh, if you're um, watching on video or TV, however you're seeing this, thank you for doing that. We'd love for you to come and visit sometime. If you need prayer, go to our website. There's a prayer page there. Put your prayer request in and we will pray for you. But that's good for now. Thanks for watching.